Happy New Year. How you guys doing? Good. You excited? New year, fresh year. Hey, could you help me give a warm welcome to our online family? Thank you all for joining us. Glad you could join us. Well, like they said, we are doing our service a little different today. This is called a fresh fire. And we really want to create some space to uh, make some room to encounter God together. We, we kind of say it this way, that one encounter with God will change your life. And so we're excited for that. And so my message is gonna be a little shorter today so that we could leave more room for worship and ministry and for an encounter with Jesus. Does that sound good? Okay. So I want you to try to picture the last time that you tried to light a fire. Maybe it was a bonfire, maybe it was a barbecue, maybe you struggled a little bit or you got a little desperate and you tried to go for things that would make it a little dangerous. Yeah, so I wanna actually watch a few attempts from some of our dear friends from the internet. Uh, Also, just wanna say this disclaimer that uh, do not try any of this at home. Aren't those good? Some of you got some ideas. They're like, I think I'm going to try that. You know, don't you love that last one where the dog is like, hey, a new game, catch the fire. Woo. You know, so great. So in the natural, sometimes like when we can't get the fire lit, we kind of get desperate, right? And so we grab a, a gasoline can and we're just like, uh, pray we don't die. You know, and in the spiritual, that kind of frustration can actually happen as well when we try to ignite our spiritual fire. You know, maybe some of you have some God-given dreams, right? There's some dreams in your life that haven't come to pass, or maybe there's a prophetic word that someone spoke over you, but you really haven't seen it come to pass, and so you've tried to make words happen or tried to ignite dreams. You ever try to ignite or make a dream happen? It, oftentimes, it kind of blows up in your face, just like that barbecue. You know, right now, it's a new year. And so many of us, we're looking for a fresh start or fresh fire in lots of different areas of our life. You know, maybe it's your health or your finances or your job. And if you're here right now, I would venture to say your faith. That you want, you know, when I look at my life, I want my walk with Jesus to, to matter to make a difference. Um, I, I want my life to have full of, 
godly purpose and full of passion. But you know, when that seems to wane or doesn't happen, like I think it's gonna happen, I tend to take things, matters into my own hand. And that's where you get these like uh, phrases like you name it and you claim it. You know, you name that, that promise or whatever and you claim it or you, you fake it till you make it. And you know, you kind of get up in a mess and it kind of blows up in your face. See, we were never meant to do this alone. We actually have help. And so today, I wanna uh, briefly give you some, some tips on really how to, uh, what I'm calling a message called fan your flame. How do we fan the flame that God has given us? So would you just join me in praying as we invite Holy Spirit? Jesus, we invite you into this room. We invite you to every room that's watching. Lord, we ask you to ignite the flame. We ask for your fresh fire this morning. In 2022, Lord, we wanna put our attention, our affection, we wanna put our lives back in alignment with you. And so we're here right now, we're saying, come Holy Spirit, have your way with us today. We wanna hear you, we wanna meet with you, we wanna know you in a deeper way. In Jesus' name, amen. So many of us, you know, you maybe have experienced this, like you go through seasons where you're really on fire for God. You're like blazing for him. And then there's others, other times that that kind of seems to wane. It's, it's like the fire is quenched or, or your faith just doesn't seem as strong. What do you think causes that? Or, or maybe a better question is, what do we do when that happens? Because many times it does happen. I wanna just jump right into a key verse that the Apostle Paul is writing to his spiritual son, Timothy. This is the second letter. It's actually Paul's final letter. It's the very last letter he wrote before he died. And this is what he tells Timothy. He says, I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord. So the context of this is Paul's writing his last letter. He's in prison. He was thrown in prison for sharing and demonstrating the gospel, like healing the sick, casting out demons, and then he gets thrown in jail. And then everybody he knows, almost everybody, abandons him because they don't want anything to do with someone that is a criminal. Like, they're like, I don't want anything to do with him. So you could imagine him in this state writing his very last letter that what he writes is really important. This is kind of what it means to really stay, you know, have a long haul Christian faith. So what does he say? He says, fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you. So what is the gift he's talking about? Well, the word he uses here is the Greek word charisma. Now we have a, an English word charisma, but it's actually a different meaning. The Greek word charisma means grace or unmerited favor. It's the kind of grace or favor that you can't earn, right? But more specifically, this word charisma means gifts denoting extraordinary powers given by the Holy Spirit. So we've heard some of these, they're gifts of 
healing and prophecy, words of knowledge, wisdom, gifts of miracles. And Paul, the sense of what Paul, how he's writing this is that it's very easy to let those gifts, that gift that he gave you, go dormant. Or it's almost like you just don't use them. Or, or maybe you could say it this way, that you depend more on your own natural charisma than God's charisma, right? And so what he's saying is, you need to fan that into flame. And the word he's using here, it means to kindle, to to rekindle, resuscitate, like the fire is there, but it's very small and you need to resuscitate and rekindle that flame. And so he's telling him what to do, but then right after that, he gives some insight to what the problem is. He says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity. Now, I don't know about you, but there are just some words that I have trouble relating to. And two of those words for me are fear and timidity. Now, I don't know if it's because I'm a guy or if it's my human nature, but when I hear them, I'm like, I'm not afraid. I'm not timid. You know, I don't know what it is. It's like, I just don't instantly relate. Like, I think I'm not afraid of anything. But then there was this one time I was getting prayer. And, uh, you know, the prayer was actually very powerful. And the person that was praying just was praying some powerful things over my life. But then they started to pray this. They said, uh, Lord, I just pray that the spirit of timidity would leave him. And I was like, well, I'm not timid. You know, and I was kind of offended. And I, then I kind of just started to rationalize all the reasons that I wasn't timid. And I, I tried to actually tune him out, but I was so upset that he was tell, calling me timid that I couldn't even tune him out. And so let me just give you a hint. <laughs> when someone's praying over you and you immediately are defensive and maybe have some emotion, you should listen up. Because that's probably the Holy Spirit speaking to you something that you don't want to hear. So I took this prayer session back to Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and I asked him, I said, is there anything to this? And the simple answer was, yes. Yes, you have fear, and you're timid, especially when it comes to using the gifts that you, I gave you. And it, it hit me in my heart. And I don't know if you can relate to this, you know, especially when you're around your family or your, maybe your extended family. Are we afraid or timid when it comes to the gifts of God, when it comes to pray for healing or to give them a prophetic or encouraging word? Or, or maybe you're at your break counter in your workplace and someone's sharing with you that they're having a hard time or maybe that they have a headache. Are we afraid to offer more than just Advil? Right? The spirit of fear is real. And I would say this spirit trips us up more than any other, any other thing. Like, what will they think? What are they gonna say? Like, are they gonna label me? Can I do this in this environment? Can, I don't know if I wanna go there. But see, Paul actually gives us a way to combat this, the spirit of fear and timidity. When I read this verse, I was like, oh, I gotta listen up because I still battle with this. He says, God did not give us a a spirit of fear or timidity. That's the verse. Well, who gave us that? If it wasn't God. Well, you know who gave us that? That's from the enemy. You see, the enemy, Satan, he's real. His demons are real. 
And they don't have any authority, but they do have influence. They have influence. And if they could just get us to shut up, they've won, right? And that's what they do all the time. Fear, intimidation, fear, timidity. Ooh, intimidation, timidity. I didn't know those are kind of the same thing, right? That's what happens. They intimidate, right? But see, Paul is like, that, that's not where that comes from. That, that doesn't come from me. I didn't give you a spirit of fear and timidity, but a spirit of power, love, and self-discipline. See, what Paul is doing here is he's, he's showing us three aspects of the Holy Spirit that are the fan to our flames. And the first one is power. It's actually the word dunamis. Say the word dunamis. Dunamis is actually where the word we get dynamite. Okay, I love that. And it's used like 120 times in the New Testament. It means strength, power, ability, power for performing miracles. Listen to this one. Power consisting in or resting upon armies, forces, and hosts. Anybody feel like they need some backup in their situations in life? Armies, forces. It's the same word that is used in the Gospel of Luke when Jesus does this. It says in Luke 9.1, and he called the 12 together and gave them, say it, power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. It's the power to heal disease, to cure, to cast out demons, to, to do the mighty works of Jesus, the same and greater works. So, okay, so how does this help us fan our flames? See, some of us have forgotten that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead actually lives in you. Romans 8, 11. See, they know it. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in, I'm gonna say it again, lives in, that's right, lives in, that's right, the same Spirit. So I want you to think about this for a minute. Jesus died on the cross And they put him in a tomb, and he was there for three days. Three days, okay? Three days later, the mighty power of God brings him back to life. I mean, it's one of the most amazing miracles that we rest our whole faith on, is the resurrection. Now, that same power lives in you. The same power. See, I believe some of us have given up because maybe our obstacle or our struggle just seems too big. Or maybe you've tried so many times and just you've seen nothing happen. But you still need that miracle. You, you still need the power that's beyond yourself. Is there something dead in your life? Is there a dream that's died? Is there someone around you that needs healing? I would venture to say yes. See, what Paul is telling us is to press in to his power, to don't give up, to to pray for the breakthrough. Let let me just share a story. This happened just last month in our School of Kingdom ministry class. One of the students, Brian, had a very simple word of knowledge for Leslie. Brian said, hey, do you have neck pain? Now, that's a pretty simple word, you know? And she goes, well, actually, I do have neck pain. And I've had it since 2007 because of a car accident. And so they're like, okay. So a a few of the students got together and they prayed and that neck pain instantly left. And 
it's still gone. It's still gone today. I checked, okay? Now, I, did you hear how long? That's 14 years. She had that for 14 years. Now, if I were Leslie, I would have this temptation to give up, you know? Like after a while, you know, don't you say this about different things in your life? Like after a while, you're just like, well, I guess I just have to learn to live with this, right? But see, she did something different. She stayed open, you know? She let others pray. She received, maybe for the 99th time, she received prayer and it was healed. Now, tell me something. What's going on with your faith right now? When you hear a 14-year-old pain gets healed and it's still gone, it starts to, I mean, I feel a fan. I kind of feel, feel a fan kind of fanning into flame the gift inside of me. So he says the first is power. The second is love. Now, we've talked about love a lot in the recent weeks and in several of our series. Um, it's actually the first part of our mission statement to encounter love. But the love that comes from the Spirit of God is vitally important to fanning your flame. In essence, love, it's the word agape. You've probably heard that. It means affection, goodwill, or the word benevolence, which is interesting. You know, that last word shows it's a deeper meaning that it's not just a feeling. You know, we often think of love as this, this feeling or, or, you know, I really like this thing like pizza. No, this is the kind of love that is sacrificial. It's a, a laying down your life kind of love. L listen to what Jesus says. He says, greater love has no one than this. Wow, that's a bold statement. To lay down one's life for one's friends. So why is this important to fanning your flame? See, when you give away to someone else, when you actually sacrifice something from your life for someone else, there's what I call the love boomerang effect, right? When we give, we actually receive. When we show someone love, when we sacrifice something for them, we actually see our gifts ignited. And that's not why we do it, but it's actually what happens as a result. So I'll just briefly say, you're each gonna have an opportunity this week to love, to agape love. And when you step out, you have to take the risk. You have to step out. When you step out, you're actually gonna see your heart, your flame ignited, even though it was meant for that person. So he says power, he says love, and the third one, he says, is the spirit of self-discipline. Now, I know you all were waiting so hard for me to get to discipline. Don't you just love the word? Isn't it like a great new year, 2020? No, not really, but <laughs> someone likes it. All right, amen to that. Actually, when I delved into the meaning of discipline, I was actually pretty astounded that th this is actually a very powerful way to fan our gifts into, into flame. Uh, other Bible translations actually use self-control or sound mind, but the literal sense of this word, I love it. It says, a calling to a soundness of mind. It's like restoring one to, to his senses. So have you ever like used the phrase, what was I thinking? 
You know, maybe you had a gas can and you were ready to pour it on a fire and you're like, what am I thinking? Oh my goodness, you know, that's the spirit, okay? The spirit of self-discipline. <laughs> but you know, what, what Paul is actually trying to say in the context is that this is a call to remember why we're here on earth. Listen to the next verse. You know, there's the, the spirit of fear and timidity, but a power, love, self-discipline right after Verse eight, therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. See, the spirit of self-discipline calls us to remember who we really are. It, It calls us back to our senses that we're actually citizens of another realm the kingdom of heaven, that we actually have heavenly solutions to impossible earthly problems. Now, I'm not just talking about disease and sickness, but I'm talking about issues that businesses face, issues that education faces, that government faces, that cities, like your city faces. Like some of you in this room, some of you online right now, are holding heavenly solutions to the earthly problems that businesses and companies and education are facing right now. You're holding that. But see, the spirit of fear and timidity tries to keep you from pressing into that. Tries to keep you from sharing, keep us afraid of what people are gonna think or, oh, they're just gonna shoot that down. They're gonna shoot that idea down, not even realizing that idea was right from heaven. See, when we actually press in to the Lord's answers, when we actually realize we have heavenly solutions to earthly problems, it fans into flame the gifts, but we have to step out, we have to risk. And so what he's saying, what Paul is saying is take that little flame and take my power, my love, and my self-discipline, my spirit, and it's gonna fan it into flame. Don't, don't agree with the spirit of fear and timidity. That is not from me. Here's what's from me. And you're gonna have fresh fire like you've never had. So to kickstart us today, I wanna invite the worship team to come out because we're gonna just spend some time in God's presence. But I wanna go back to verse six real quick. Paul says, Fan into flames the spiritual gift of God when I laid my hands on you. See, the body of Christ plays a huge role in gifts, in fanning them into flame. You know, we don't know what we don't know, and we don't see what we don't see. I mean, that kind of sounds interesting, but we need the body of Christ. See, one of our values here. It's called body ministry, what Paul calls the laying on of hands, which basically means, you know, you're never going to leave a vineyard event. You know, if you're new to the vineyard, welcome, excited that you're here. And you're you're rarely going to leave a place where we don't pray for you. We don't prophesy over you. We don't pray for healing. We don't pray for breakthrough. See, the body of Christ is so needed. Like we actually get to participate and what the Father is doing. Like prophecy, the heart of prophecy is to share the heart of the Father about your future, to share with you, to to rekindle that flame that that the world maybe tries to to quench, to, to snuff out. You know, some of you have had an experience where you've received a word, some have not, but what I believe the Lord wants to do today is 
to resuscitate, to rekindle some of those fires. And for some of you, light them for the first time. And so would you all stand? We're gonna start the way we must start is by worship. See, worship is the gateway. It's the way uh, to God's presence. See, we don't focus on the gifts. We actually focus on the gift giver, right? And when we focus on him, the overflow comes the gifts. When we can fix our attention and our affection on the one who makes everything possible. And so just pray with me. Lord, right now, we just welcome your presence. And we thank you for your fresh fire, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your power, for your dunamis, Lord. We thank you for your love, for your agape love, Lord. And we thank you, even though I don't like this word, we thank you for self-discipline. We thank you that you call us back to who we really are. And so right now, Holy Spirit, would you just help us connect with you? And even right now, I just, um, I actually want to do I actually wanna do a uh, little activation. Would you all just raise your hands up? Now I want you to look to your left and I want you to look to your right. Look Look at everybody. You've all seen each other with their hands up. Now that spirit of fear and timidity has got to go. If we can't express ourselves in here, how can we express God out there, right? So we, so Lord, we just wanna, wholeheartedly, abandonedly worship you, Jesus. You are worth every part of our lives. You can have your way with us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship.